with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Good frosty morning, Prince George. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why I drove this morning, but here we are. Uh, I had guests who are uh, equally as uh, brave. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say brave rather than stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I have with me, I have Joel Berg, Kristen Bergen, and Brad Bergen, mm. and we're going to be talking about Christmas. So just before we start and get started with introductions, last year, uh, on my first uh, pre-Christmas program, I talked with uh, Josiah Barton, and he, mm. of course, working with uh, youth... Um, I sort of almost fell off my chair because he was saying how terribly difficult Christmas is for young people because of the expectations. You know, they're, you know, growing up, you, you know, kids provide all the joy and then as they're adjusting into adulthood and, and so as we're, um, I know that I think Kristen, you still work with young people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, um, so just, uh, to keep that in mind for, for our listeners is if you've got teenagers in your life and that you're going to be, uh, sharing Christmas with, um, just to remember that it's it's a hard time for them because, mm. you know, they're not little kids anymore mm. and uh, finding their place. So anyway, so let's start with Joel. Uh, Joel, you are, we've known your family forever, I think. Mm-hmm, uh, pretty close. <laughs> so uh, tell me, um, I mean, and, and just for my listeners as well, we're talking about Christmas in the Christian perspective. Uh, uh Christmas being a Christian holiday. So, uh, Joel, what do you, uh, introduce yourself first and we'll start with that. Sure. I, um, yeah, I grew up here in Prince George, uh, up in the heart and have spent a lot of my life here though. Um, God took my family away from Canada when I was at the end of grade eight, spent a couple of years in the States and then a couple of years in China, Mongolia, um, my God called my parents over to Mongolia when I was 16 and then moved back to Canada when I was about 18. Um, and then was here for a bunch of years and ended up back in China, um, with my wife for about six years and just came back just before COVID. Um, and now have been here for a few years. I run a solar, solar panel company here in town and run a little house church and all kinds of stuff. All right. Okay. All right, Kristen. Hi. Hi. Good to <laughs> hang out with you this morning. Um, yeah, so my name is Kristen Bergen. I am the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship Minister up at UMBC. And so that essentially means I get to hang out with the university students as well as the college students from CNC. Um, a lot of nursing students, which is fantastic, and I love them very much. But yeah, I also grew up in Prince George. Also grew up in the heart. So that's exciting. We love the heart. <laughs> Did you guys know each other? I don't think so, no. No, so, not from before. <laughs> maybe you but, threw rocks at each other or something. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. And I went to Kelly Road and um, graduated. And after that, I was in Ireland for a year, which was a good experience. Experienced Christmas there, which was uh, very wet and rainy, unlike what is happening outside right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, then I came back and went to Bible school and met Brad Bergen, mm. who was right next to me, yes. which is great. Um, I don't know. Do I tell her crazy story of how we got married? It or? might be a long story. It might be. <laughs> Anyways, we got married in COVID. So uh, got engaged like right before 
before COVID hit and then got married in the middle of it mm-hmm. and had a drive through wedding and um, somehow ended something. up in Prince George. And we are now here together working as a ministry couple. So, okay. Yeah. Well, in that <laughs> couple part. Okay. So, Brad. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm not at all uh, officially involved with InterVarsity. I'm actually a pastor at Lakes Community Church, which is... Um, if you know anything about the Nuco Reed Nest Lake area, uh, we are the only church out there. Um, as far as I know anyways, unless there's one <laughs> hiding somewhere, somewhere out there. But, um, uh, yeah, no. And, uh, we have a small church of around 60 to 70 people and, uh, I'm about two years into ministering there. And I, of course, met my lovely wife, Kristen, uh, at Bible College and I came to there from Smithers. So I'm a Northern oh. boy. Well, you are. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up up in, uh, up I'm in the Balka sure Valley. That- any of us think of Smithers as being northern. But well, we all think of you as being southern. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've gotten some, yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've certainly uh, come to love Prince George's home, though. This is, this is where I want to wanna live and uh, uh, serve God and, and uh, continue to, to pastor. I love my church and the people there and uh, want to raise a family out there, too, if I can, by the oh. grace of God. All right. Okay. Well, um, so maybe let, we'll start with you, Kristen. Um, uh, with I, I had put together a few questions. Oh, and for my listeners, I think I'm going to attempt at just because a lot of people wonder, okay, when are Christmas Eve and Christmas Day services? I'm going to attempt to go through the list at the end. So if you want to get your pen and paper handy, um, if you're looking for you know, where to uh, join a congregation for a Christmas service, then uh, you can listen and you can write down the times. Uh, but, uh, okay, let's go with Kristen first here. So what does Christmas mean in a secular world? And you can take it either way you want. Okay. Um, I think I'll probably take it from, like, a different perspective because I work on a secular campus at UMBC. And um, over this past semester, like, what we have been trying to do is even just to serve students in their spiritual needs and that can often be quite tricky especially if we're coming from a Christian perspective because there are multiple spiritual needs um, that are coming from many students and so I think like Christmas um, has taken on a much different meaning than it has in the past. I think you kind of mentioned at the very beginning about how teenagers, you know, the kind of the magic of Christmas has left and I think that's very true um, especially for university and college students where that magic of Christmas has left and so when you look at it from like a secular world perspective there's a lot more like I think nihilism that comes along with it. Um, a lot more frustration about the con- like consumerism of it but then also looking at it from like an injustice perspective so for example even Prince George this week yes um you know it's minus feels like minus 40 minus 34 outside and you're walking around and you're like oh what can i do for the people that are outside in the cold or how can i help these people out and um i think one of the things that pops up during this time of year is a lot of the injustice that, that comes up and i see that quite a lot at the university and as well as the college is just questions about mental health and um questions about you know how can we help our community that's here that is struggling and i think especially for the students and whether that's in high school or at university one of the big things that comes up is well there's much more of a struggle with depression there's a lot more um yeah struggle with anxiety because of exams and stuff and so a lot of the christmas season just gets covered in this like I don't know how to describe it other than just like a blanket of frustration and and struggle with mental health and so it's not 
I, I think there's almost this disillusionment of <laughs> frustration. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be happy and joyful, but I'm not because I'm struggling with the cold weather and everything that's happening around us in society right now. So uh, I think that, yeah, I think that kind of encapsulates yeah. my thoughts there. So, but wow. Mm. Well, then I think I'm going to turn yeah. it over to Brad. How, <laughs> how does the church answer that? Well, yeah, and I, <clears throat> like I, I said before, I don't officially help. I have a connection with InterVarsity, but of course, being Kristen's husband, I spend a lot of time um, with the students that she works with. I help with all sorts of different stuff. But um, yeah, I guess my way to put it is that there's really one bright light of hope that shines through to all of that. Um, And it comes through the birth of Jesus Christ. And this Christmas, I've been preaching through the first chapter of Luke, um, which is such a dear and valuable passage to me because um, oftentimes we don't spend a lot of time on it at Christmas because we want to focus on the birth of Christ, which is of course incredibly important, but um, that chapter encapsulates the promise of God to the prophet Zechariah that um, yeah, there would be a savior who would come a messiah who would come to save the world uh, to give us life. And I think at Christmas time especially, there is indeed a uh, because of the cold weather, because of the things that we see around us in our world, the things that should make us angry, uh, the things that sometimes we get angry about even though we shouldn't be angry about them, um, the answer that God gives to that is, in fact, the gift of Jesus Christ, um, who came into the world to save sinners, of which you know we are we are all. And, um, yeah, I, I've talked to some of the students that Kristen interacts with, uh, especially, and I've also talked, of course, with people in my community, um, mm-hmm. and they, everyone is going through something, mm-hmm. but the answer is not to give in to despair, mm-hmm. but instead is to put your hope in, in the one who came to save. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why Jesus was, was born, um, the son of God. Um, so, I mean, that's the boilerplate answer in lots of ways. I understand that, but I, I'm not one to innovate on Christmas. I think we need to come back to the solid foundation of the one who came to give us life and who was promised for so, you know, for thousands of years to come. And I think just what you touched on, um, because the whole idea of Christmas in the Christian sense is God with us, mm-hmm. right? And God with us in our, in our suffering. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot less, um, celebratory joy in scripture than we often think. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because it, there's, um, like a lot of the focus is on God being with us in our times of struggle. And mm-hmm. I think that's just, I think you're right. Like that is the answer. And it's not that that will, improve everything mm-hmm. but um um joel thoughts yeah i was <clears throat> i was going to go a similar direction i i think when i think about what christmas means the the word emmanuel is one mm-hmm. of the first things that comes mm-hmm. to my mind and i think the that god with us is is the critical element and i think especially in a context today where there's all kinds of difficult things that people are facing and um, ups and downs and whatnot that Christmas is an invitation to us to to go back to that Emmanuel mm. and to um, and Emmanuel meaning meaning God with us yeah mm. and and so really and really embracing that and I think that's um, an, an invitation and a, and a challenge to the church in this season is to is to embrace that and 
because it's only in that that we can actually even answer the questions of the world. Um, we can work hard and we can try and do all kinds of programs and things, but really, like Brad was saying, it's Jesus is the hope and for us as individuals, for us as communities, that it's that embracing mm. the fact that God is actually with us <clears throat> in the things that we're mm. facing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and that changes everything. Um, he yeah. didn't just come and die way back when so that we could get a ticket to heaven. He He came to to purchase sons and daughters for himself mm. that he would have intimate relationship with and walk with moment by moment in 2022 Christmas. Mm. And so I think that's, for me, that's the invitation of Christmas is to re-embrace <clears throat> the fact that God is with me <clears throat> and wants to be Emmanuel for all of those around me too in this season and Christmas is an invitation to to be an extension or an expression of that in yeah, the world. That's well said and I th and I think I mean the fact that um that Christ was born uh and laid in a manger mm -hmm. whether that was out in a field or in an actual stable we don't know yet we don't know for sure. <laughs> um but I mean that just that very act of, you know, I mean, it's sort of a mind-boggling thing to think of, like in the Christian faith, here we have the Lord of the universe coming in mm. and being born in such humble circumstances. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that does seem, um, Brad, do you want to? Well, I, I just have a, a story that I wanted to share about that. Um, and it connects mm. really well with um, that that idea called the incarnation, which is that God himself came to be a baby boy with us and then grew to be a man to, um, to suffer alongside us. And I remember talk, cause I, as a pastor, I often get asked the hard questions. People want to know why does God allow suffering in this mm -hmm. life? Why does God allow evil? Cause there is obvious evil around us, right? It's not, you know, you don't have to walk far to find someone who has done something terrible. And, and we know in our hearts that we've done terrible things to one another. Um, so why does God allow that? And, I struggle with that question myself sometimes, but the best and the most solid and the most foundational answer I've ever found was that if God is good, then he would show it to us. And he did by sending his son, Jesus Christ to us. And I remember talking to a man and he, he's gone through some terrible stuff and he asked me why, why, why would God allow this? How can a good God allow this, this stuff in my life and really terrible stuff. And I'm, I was at a bit of a lost answer because I knew, like, yeah, I, I'm not sure that I can, in my heart, can understand. But I know that the answer that God gave was in sending himself. And in, and not just sending himself to be um, kind of a, a, a judgmental hammer on us, but sending himself to say, I have come that you might have life. I'll come and suffer with you that you may have peace with me. And, right. and that holiness will come to you. Okay, we might pick up on that again uh, after we come back from our break. Thanks, Brad. 93.1 CFIS-FM is once again hosting our annual Christmas Eve Day Open House. This year's event will be in conjunction with the Saturday Q3 Community Market, including live performances from local artists throughout the day. Stop by for entertainment and snacks, meet some of our volunteers, and you can go on the air to pass along a Christmas greeting. It's 93.1 CFIS-FM's annual Christmas Eve Day Open House from 9 to 2 in the Q3 Creative Business Hub at Quebec and 3rd. 
Are you a leader who wants to take their leadership to the next level? Do you have an emerging leader on your team who needs support? At Pivot Leader, our Leaders in Business program combines leadership training with one-on-one coaching to help leaders just like you. You'll learn how to deal with people better, handle conflict, hire and keep staff, delegate more effectively, read financial statements, and learn coaching skills to move your team along. There's a less stressful way to improve your outcomes. We can show you how. If you'd like to be a better leader, reach out to us today at pivotleader.com. Pivot Leader will help you grow, train, and sell your business. The Q3 Creative Business Hub is home to the Q3 Community Market. The market has tables available for home-based businesses year-round for greater exposure of your products and services. Reasonably priced in the air-conditioned comfort of the Q3 Creative Business Hub, it's ideal for crafters and independent professionals alike. Reserve your table today by emailing q3building at gmail.com. The Q3 Community Market, Saturdays from 830 to 2 at the corner of Quebec and 3rd. Forecast from Environment Canada, a mix of sun and cloud today, becoming cloudy this afternoon. Wind at the 15K, a high of minus 28 with a morning wind chill to minus 43 and frostbite in minutes. Cloudy tonight, snow beginning after midnight, winds continuing, temperature rising to minus 25 by morning, a wind chill to minus 34 with frostbite in minutes. For Friday, snow, more winds, a high of minus 22, a wind chill to minus 34 with frostbite in minutes. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, we're back with Brad Bergen, Kristen Bergen, and Joel Berg. Just talking a little bit about, uh, well, well, we're talking about Christmas and the Christian celebration of it um, and what it means in today's world. And Brad just was talking about, uh, you know, that question that often comes up why does god allow suffering in the world Mm. um can you pick up on that yeah well and and in our little break there we had some really good thoughts from my other compadres here (laughs) but um the yeah just the idea that the answer that god gives to suffering is not a top-down um lightning bolt strike or it's not a uh, i mean not that god couldn't do that but that god chose um in the way that he fixes and solves the problem of evil and suffering in this world is to come and suffer with us. Um, scriptures talks about how, um, when we are tempted, we can find help in Jesus because he also was tempted as we were. And he actually came and experienced life as a human being, uh, truly God and truly man alongside of us. And so, um, and, and that sounds all kind of theological and airy fairy sometimes, but the real concrete meaning of it is that, when I suffer in this life, when I have pain in my life and, and when I, um, have, have, have those feelings of hurt and resentment towards God and towards others, God is not far from me in that because he also came and suffered and died in my place. Um, he rose, he rose again and resurrected, giving us the hope of life. But, um, in the process he had to endure along. And, and you look at Jesus and he, he was someone who experienced great Injustice. He was innocent, and yet they murdered him on a cross. Um, and that was part of God's eternal plan. But it was, at the same time, um, it doesn't re- remove or reduce the amount of of harm and, and suffering that he had to experience on our behalf. And so the the very fact that he was born as a baby to go to live life to stub his toe to um, to experience harm and lies and falsehood and, and evil. Um, I I can't think of a, a better God to serve and to worship because there's no other God like that. Mm-hmm. Um, every other God is up in the clouds and, and far away, but this one came to me, came near to me. 
So, mm. so with that, I mean, and we've we've talked about the difficulty of Christmas. Um, so, how does that relate to the young, especially young people, or anyone who's suffering and hurting, or or looking at other people suffering and hurting? Um, how does that, Kristen? Um, yeah, I think that takes away a number of. Um, I think the not to quote Brad, but the airy fairy <laughs> joy, like felt and almost forced joy that we feel like we need to take on at Christmas time, right? Because it's like joy to the world, the Lord has come, right? Like those are the songs that we sing often during this time. But I think, um, you know, something that can speak to especially like young people, whether that's a teenager or like a university or college student that doesn't know where like their next meal is going to come from or, um, you know, what the next day is going to look like is the fact that there is like a God that decided to come down and say, hey, like I am with you and I was there and I'm with you in this too. Um you know, and it, and it can sometimes feel like a little bit of a band-aid answer to be like, hey, God is with you in this. Um, but then that becomes the question then, okay, what does it look like to experience God being with you in this? What does it look like uh-huh. um, for you to experience and to know, not just in your head, but also in your heart, that God is with you in the midst um, of your struggles of depression, that God is with you in the midst of you being angry at inj- injustice. God is with you in the midst. Um, you know, have you been simple family arguments that come up around the Christmas dinner table? <laughs> that we are all excited about coming up this weekend. However, God is still with you in the midst of that. And so what does that experience look like? How do we enter into that relationship with God? But also, even as a Christian, um, you know, I think that's actually a question we also have of, wait, I want to experience more of God. I want to understand him know more. And how can I know that where God is my light in the middle of the darkness? And, um, you know, when it comes to that experience, I think a lot of that comes in Yes, prayer, um, but also even just being in community with other people uh, of asking uh-huh. these questions of saying, hey, like, um, this is what I'm going through right now. Because often, you know, we hear, especially if, say, a young person goes off to a Bible camp or a Bible college or even actually at InterVarsity at UMBC, because uh, we strive to build community where we're like, oh, my faith can't be like built alone on this community. However, we can't forget the fact that in scripture, it talks about how our community is actually one of the ways we experience the love of God. Um, in First John, there's this beautiful beautiful description about um you know there's the famous verse about how we love because god first loved us but john continues on and says hey like actually the other way that you can know that god loves you is through being in the midst of other people it's through um being in the midst of other believers of sisters and brothers and that's also how you experience the love of god and then that, that love that you feel from other people in community helps you also love other people in return and helps you know oh hey wait god loves me and i experience that through us being the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, and so I think, yeah, kind of a combination of two things of that community with others. And so with churches or, um, you know, even in just in groups that you're able to say, hey, like, I'm struggling with this, where you're able to be vulnerable. But then there's also the community of prayer in the Trinity. Um, you know, that Trinity being the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, whenever we pray, that is a reality that we are entering into every single time. Um, and it's something where, yes, it's not always going to feel like we're entering into that reality. However, the more that we do it and the more that we step into those moments of prayer, like um, whether that's just through silence or through meditating on scripture, that's when we're able to say, okay, Jesus, it says in your word, here's a psalmist, Psalm 133, that's crying out, I will wait for the Lord. Okay, would you help me to enter into that same waiting as the psalmist is entering into? Because there's a lot of portions in scripture that 
basically they they're in the same place as us. Yep. <laughs> scripture is scripture is harsh at times. It's a uh, also very very real at times so <laughs> <laughs> well i think that's probably yeah so i mean how does that uh, so joel for for you then so i mean <clears throat> here we are like i mean for for people who are sort of on the outskirts of the christian <laughs> faith maybe have were raised in it or uh, exposed to it at some point maybe going to camp so what is what's the for for them and and looking at okay i'm i'm feeling a little bit alone this christmas what's the benefit for them to go, okay, you know, maybe I should go to, to a Christian. Oh, we, we, oh, okay. We are like, we're, we'll do this after the break. All right. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with Joel. As we're into the busy holiday season, Prince George RCMP are passing along some helpful online shopping tips. Be suspicious of deals that are too good to be true. Be wary of complicated or unfamiliar payment options. Watch for sites using poor grammar or layouts and check for a locked padlock in the URL bar. These are all good indicators that can help you determine if it's a fraudulent or scam site. For more online shopping safety tips, visit getcybersafe.gc.ca. It's not too late to get your vehicle winterized. To get it done right, visit AutoMagic on 15th Avenue. Tires, coolant, general service, brakes, import or domestic parts, wheels, shocks, and so much more. AutoMagic is the place to go to keep your vehicle in tip-top shape for the long winter months. Book your appointment with AutoMagic today and get the job done right. Open Monday through Saturday from 8 to 5. AutoMagic on 15th Avenue. Your vehicle will thank you. Hungry? Looking for something good to eat? Well, pop on by Boston Pizza and try their new feature menu where Jalapeno Popper Dip is back by popular demand, along with the many tasty new items. As always, Boston Pizza offers medium and large pizzas. Buy one, get one, 50% off for takeout or delivery. And don't forget their happy hour runs in-store from 3 to 6 and 9 to closing daily. Give Boston Pizza a shout today at either location, Spruceland or Brookwood, for any of your snacking needs. The Prince George Community Foundation's 2021-2022 annual report is now available. The report is available on the overview page under publications at pgcf.ca to view or download. Read about the past year's fundraising events, new fund holders, grants at work in our community, and more. You'll also discover who's on the board, staff, list of volunteers, and regional partnerships, as well as valued supporters. The Prince George Community Foundation's 2021-22 Annual Report, now available online at pgcf.ca. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right, we're back uh, with Brad Bergen, Kristen Bergen, and Joel Berg. So, Joel, just before the break, um, if I'm remembering correctly, we were talking about uh, this, just the, the whole idea of what Christ means uh, in, in terms of coming and living with us in our suffering as an answer to our difficulty with the problems in the world. So then... So as as we're looking at Christmas and you know thinking either of family gatherings or thinking maybe to reconnect with with maybe in the past we've gone to church or we've wanted to go to church or we've been to Bible camp um, and going well maybe we I should and now I have kids and maybe I should consider going to a service um, to you know see a little bit of what it's what it's about and maybe just to take part in that community celebration of of Christ um, have you got thoughts on that to maybe expand i'm not sure if that's a question mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no i yeah i think that in in any culture we've got these sets of traditions that we things that we do 
kind of rituals that we walk through for different holidays and and Christmas uh, one of the things that we do on Christmas is some kind of a Christmas Eve service even if you're not part of a church that's a common thing for people in the community to participate in once a year go to a Christmas Eve service and I think um, there's there's beauty in that in having these traditions these um, like I think even similar to the tradition of praying at meals um, it's this regular moment that invites us back to something and I think uh, Christmas Christmas Eve service those kinds of things also are an invitation and I think there's all kinds of different ways that we can think about it um, like oh, I do this because this is what my grandma did, or I do this because this is what my parents did, or um, somehow this adds to the feeling of Christmas or whatever. But I think in in my mind, just similar to what I was saying before, I think um, I would encourage people as they're thinking about possibly attending a Christmas Eve service or something like that over the holidays to think of, think of it as as an invitation into encountering God. Um, because the whole point is in Jesus coming to earth to be Emmanuel, to be with us. It was this, this entry point for a transformative way of, of experiencing life. And either it's true or it's not true. Um, and I think you can go to a Christmas Eve service and, and say, you know what, none of this is true, but I'm going to do it because it's part of a Christmas holiday feeling. It's it's fun to sing some songs and whatever. Or if it's true, then going to a Christmas Eve service is actually an invitation to encounter God for yourself. Um, in, in in community as well as by yourself. And like Chris, Kristen was talking about community, right? And I, in my mind, you can't separate those mm -hmm. things because... Yeah. The Christian community is a bodily expression of God in the world. It's it's not a one or the other I, in, in my mind. But I think there's there's this choice of like, is this true or is this not true? And if it's true, then actually God is deeply interested in me meeting with Him. Hmm. Well, Amen. and I appreciate Amen. that, and I appreciate that, and it's it's one thing that I think. I mean, we're, we're living in an age where it seems that mental health issues are increasing. We have more and more anxiety. We have more and more people feeling lonely, dis you know, despite the fact that we're living mm -hmm. together. And, and I think, um, one thing that I, one thing that faith communities do and, and is, and, and being part of, of a faith mm -hmm. community is it, it helps to, even just on a like if you want to even just on a secular level even if you don't believe it's it still helps you to belong and to see um that people through the ages because i mean when you're living on your own and you think that you know what i'm here all by myself there's nothing meaningful in life you begin to think that there's i, I am really alone mm. and that has a really negative impact and when you're part of a faith community and and I mean and I mean the benefit is of course much greater if you actually uh, believe and adopt the, the 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 faith, is that I am part of a long line of people, 
who have experienced very similar things. Like that's one of the reasons I just love studying history is like, because I, you know, we get so, um, I don't know, present centric mm. like we think that the only uh-huh. thing that's ever existed is us and mm-hmm. then you read about somebody having the same problems like in you know the uh, <laughs> the one or two hundreds and you go oh my goodness okay this is nothing yeah. new i mean yeah maybe they didn't have an iphone but um <laughs> they, but, did, they were better off <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right this is okay um we have uh, a few minutes left before our next break. Um, could, could I jump yeah. in and say something? Um, <clears throat> just thinking too about the the community aspect of of Christmas and of faith in general is that like we talk about we read these Christmas stories about Jesus coming to Earth and, and yeah he's Emmanuel he's God with us he he wants to be that for us now like we can say all of these things but I think actually community. Um, is a huge part of what makes that real. Um, one, just because community is an expression of God being with us. It's like, because God expresses himself through the people around me. But also I think <clears throat> there's the element of testimonies. And I think, like for me growing up in in a Christian family, I've got this heritage of testimonies of how... Um, not just we went to Christmas Eve services and told these stories and we've done it for a long time, but actually like, here's how God mm. miraculously, miraculously showed up in the life of my dad and then mm-hmm. rescued my parents in a financial disaster in this moment and supernaturally healed my grandma at this moment. And, and I've got this legacy of testimonies of, of Jesus being Emmanuel Mm. in my family, in my community, very specifically. And so then for me, when I go to a Christmas Eve service or actually any other service, there's this cloud of testimonies and then Mm. witnesses, the people around me that are, um, this tangible expression of the fact that God is actually Emmanuel. It's not a story. I've got people sitting around me on all sides that will tell you, this is what God did in my life. This is how he changed me. This is how he rescued me. This is how he provided for me. This is how he on and on. And so I think that's one of the beautiful things about a, even like a Christmas Eve service or other services is that we come together and it's not like me sitting in my living room <clears throat> reading the story and going, yeah, I think this is true, but I'm surrounded by people who are a testimony of the fact that this is actually true. This is mm-hmm. real. And I like the evidence is everywhere mm-hmm. around me. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves because we forget, but I think that's one of the powerful things about community. All right. We will be back after this break. Volunteer Prince George is a local resource for volunteering or finding volunteers in our city. Volunteer Prince George BC is now producing a newsletter to highlight these opportunities. The latest edition features the Prince George MS Peer Support Group. They are seeking volunteers to participate in or organize awareness and fundraising events. To help improve the lives of community members living with MS, email S. Stybranny at shaw.ca or call 250 640 0557. 
With the recent release of Oceana, Canada's fishing audit, OceanWise is busily working to incorporate the findings into their seafood recommendations. By working with the open access data capture in the fishery audit, OceanWise hopes to promote change in Canadian fisheries and shine a light on sustainable Canadian seafood products. Find out more on this important initiative on the OceanWise blog page through the Learn and Explore link at ocean.org. The Salvation Army Christmas Kettle Campaign is underway, and they need your help. The kettles are up through Saturday, with many shifts and locations still available for you to help out. All individuals, groups, corporations, businesses, clubs, organizations, and teams are welcome to support the Salvation Army programs and services. To donate your time for this worthy cause, give the Salvation Army a call, email cattle at sapg.ca, or visit them online at sapg.ca and become a bell ringer today. Forecast from Environment Canada, a mix of sun and cloud today, becoming cloudy this afternoon. Wind at the 15K, a high of minus 28 with a morning wind chill to minus 43 and frostbite in minutes. Cloudy tonight. Snow beginning after midnight. Winds continuing. Temperature rising to minus 25 by morning. A wind chill to minus 34 with frostbite in minutes. For Friday, snow. More winds. High of minus 22. A wind chill to minus 34 with frostbite in minutes. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, we're back. We're there's music in our background. We're we're talking about uh, Christmas and um, and just the relevance to our to our lives in the modern age. And uh, and then I lost my train of thought. Kristen, can you pick it up, please? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think um, number one, I really appreciate like the comments Joel has about community. But I think I also just wanted to pick up what you're talking about with history, right, um, and tradition because it's been something I've been thinking about this Christmas season, especially looking at the old Christmas hymns, because. Mm. Um, uh, like so I I'm a worship leader so often Christmas season comes along and we some of us groan some of us cheer because uh, Christmas hymns are very notorious for being some of the hardest to play during the church season but um, this past week I decided to look at the history of some of the the hymns that we often sing during this time and discovered that a lot of these hymns that we are singing are actually from the Civil War they're from war times they're from um, times in history that are like some of the darkest that we can think of that are a lot even harder than they are now and yet they look at the Christmas story and say this is the hope that we have this is why we are able to have hope while there's bombs that are raging around us while um, you know our our parents are dying from famine while we are struggling to find food while you know there is great injustice happening and even an example of a hymn um, that I was looking at the history of was from Henry Wordsworth Longfellow. He wrote the hymn, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, and I just wanted to read um, quickly some of the, the lyrics from it that I I know both Brad and I have actually been reading these lyrics to mm-hmm. each other quite often and just being like, man, this is why like this is such a robust Christmas story. This is mm-hmm. not a fluffy Christmas story. Um, this is something that is very relevant today. So this is what he says. Where I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols, and wild and sweet and words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep, God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth and goodwill to men. And these were lyrics that were written during wartime. Well, and, and he wrote yeah. those lyrics actually sitting outside the hospital where his son um, was dying from a, a gunshot because uh, his son had been a soldier in the Union Army during the Civil War, the American Civil War. 
and uh, he had just lost his wife to a house fire. Um, and of course, I, I think due to all these things, he was feeling very sad and depressed about many things. But he, he, I think, and 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 many people throughout the ages at Christmas time, they found that anchor. It anchored them because as the bells ring and as people sing the carols, despite the fact that around them the world is broken and the world is sinful and the world is falling apart, there is the hope that God is not dead. He does not sleep and he will make the right happen again. And and that's a word that is often used, like you'll see it on Christmas cards, hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's not a denial of all the bad things that are around us to go and celebrate and and you know and and sing hymns and carols and christmas songs mm-hmm. um and even if we're not feeling them but to be present in them and to to allow them to sort of to give us that hope yeah and i mean there's some people out there and christians included who really don't want to celebrate christmas like it's actually kind of a controversial thing in some in some mm-hmm. areas arenas um but i'm a fan of christmas mostly because um there's no nothing more um, poignant or sim or symbolic or I guess just um, striking than in the middle of a dark world, especially in Canada, where you know yeah it gets dark really early. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, yep. most of our life is lived in the darkness, um, uh, and 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 to have this celebration of light coming into the world. And actually, what mm-hmm. um, one of the prophecies about Christ is that uh, a people that lived in darkness has now seen the light, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that that those who who like like us like we are we're you know we're the same people as as there were people you know two thousand years ago different situations different cultures but the same desires and fears and worries and, and hopes that we who sat in darkness have now seen a great light and for Christmas to be kind of a, a rebellion against just that dark despair well and I and that reminds me like Christmas is seen as a time and I think all like just about talking about that um don't doesn't giving go up over christmas uh, like, incredibly it, so oh it sure does because <laughs> uh people who uh live off the gracious givings of others yes <laughs> yes and i'm very appreciative of those people <laughs> yeah. and it's i i think probably we could say at some level at least um that giving the additional generosity of people over christmas hmm. is comes from that feeling of of wanting to be part of sharing that joy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and and sharing gen- the yeah. the gratitude um and and the generosity that we've been given um well, i know one of the things you wanted to talk about was some of the things that churches and yes community well, okay, groups I, yeah, do. yeah do we have time for that we, we do we have about two minutes before okay. our next break well and i can only really speak for what i know um in the community here but i've been so encouraged that christians and non-christians like people that have no mm-hmm. faith whatsoever um, and, you know, most churches do something like this, but we have a Christmas hamper program. Um, we live, my church is way out at Nuco Lake. And so, um, our Christmas hampers, we're trying to help families in our area because we know, um, if we don't, you know, there's no one else that will. Um, and that's true about any community, mm-hmm. I think, unless the community comes together and help, then no one else will. But like, I would say like often the countryside and like the outskirts of cities are often overlooked and like, yes. needs, and there is a great need, yeah. um, that's often but, out in the country. But the people, and again, like, and I, I want to be so clear, like Christians, but also non-Christians. Christians. Oh yes. They've come together. And this is why I believe Christmas is such a great holiday for anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. lots of ways. But they, you know, cause you, I believe personally that Jesus is the hope of the world that we have to come to him in, in faith, but 
for us to all celebrate together that this is a time to give, to give and to be generous and not merely because it makes us feel good, but because we know that that's actually the way that we should be living our whole lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it shouldn't ever just be, um, I did this once to make myself feel good. I'm sometimes guilty of that. I know that, but to give at Christmas time, because we know that that's just a picture of how we know we should live our lives the rest of the year too. Uh, Joel, have you got thoughts on that? <clears throat> yeah, I I totally agree. I think I I keep coming back to this word invitation, mm. um, and I think Christmas again is an invitation into being like Jesus. It's mm. it's not just an invitation to experience the reality of Him being with us, but it's also an invitation for us to then become an expression of Him out and beyond ourselves and and I love how Christmas does that. I just mm-hmm. I see it in the world all around us uh inside the church outside the church. Um it's it just happens yeah, and it does. and I think that's a testimony to the power of of story and and the fact that this story is true mm-hmm. and makes it all the more powerful, but it's um it's a beautiful thing and I think we can embrace that intentionally. But Definitely, to an extent, it happens even if we're not really consciously mm-hmm. trying to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, it's time for a break. And after this, we will try to go through this list of Christmas services. So grab your pens and paper. UNBC Musical Club's 2023 production is No No Nanette. First performed in 1924, No No Nanette is a farcical story involving three couples who find themselves together at a cottage in Atlantic City amid a blackmail scheme. Tickets for No No Nanette are available at Theatre Northwest and through theaternorthwest.com. No No Nanette, March 16th to 19th and March 23rd to 26th at Theatre Northwest a presentation of the UNBC Musical Club. The UNBC Division of Medical Sciences Northern Medical Program is looking for individuals who are willing to be volunteer patients for educational purposes. Their undergraduate medical students currently need volunteers who experience cardiac and or respiratory conditions. If you're interested in helping as a volunteer patient, please contact the UNBC Medical Sciences Northern Medical Program Patient Program Supervisor by email to Dewin at unbc.ca or call 250-961-4553. Revisit the basic elements of art and design at Two Rivers Gallery. Join Maureen Faulkner to learn elements including line drawing with graphite, texture with pencil crayons, shape with collage, and form with wires. It's a solid introduction for those new to art making or a solid review for returning students. We're back and back to the basics with Maureen Faulkner. Wednesdays from January 11th through February 22nd. Registration and full details are available through Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. Save the dates. The BC Natural Resources Forum is returning to Prince George for an in-person event January 17th to 19th at the Civic Center. The BC Natural Resources Forum offers a positive, nonpartisan arena to discuss and learn firsthand the latest news, trends, and opportunities linked to the resources sector in BC and across Canada. Registration and full details are available at bcnaturalresourcesforum.com. The 20th anniversary BC Natural Resources Forum, January 17th to 19th at the Civic Center. 
Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. All right. I'm uh, back with my guests, Joel Berg, Kristen Bergen, and Brad Bergen. And we're going to – so the interesting, interesting experiment. Uh, according to uh, Google Maps, we have – well, they didn't – they missed a few of the Catholic churches because they weren't named churches. Um there are, we have 40 places of worship, of Christian worship in our city. And so, um, and most of them are offering Christmas Eve services, and I couldn't find all of their times. I did, um, but we were, we're gonna just go through all the times and services at all the different churches that I got, and, uh, my guests are gonna help me read through the list. They're gonna try to read my chicken scratch. So, <laughs> so let's start with, uh, let's start with Kristen. Oh, I like this church a lot. Uh, Lakes Community Church is having a service on the 24th at 6.30 p.m. And then on Christmas Day, we are having a service at 9 a.m. and it's a 45 minute service. It is a pretty rockin' pastor. His name oh is goodness. Pastor Brad. No. Uh, shout out to Pastor Brad. Stop. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> No plugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> this, this segment has been sponsored by. Right. Do you want me? Do you want me to keep yeah, going? Just, All right. Yeah. Uh, Heartland Baptist Church, also a great church. Uh, Christmas Goodness. Eve service is happening at six thirty to seven thirty on the twenty fourth, and then on Christmas Day it is having happening on a, at eleven a.m. And then there is Christ Our Savior, which is a Catholic church on the heart. Uh, Christmas Eve is happening at 7 p.m. And then on Christmas Day, they are having Mass at 9.30 a.m. At the Heritage Free Presbyterian Church, they are having a Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 6 p.m. And then on Christmas Day, they are having a service at 10.30 a.m. on the 25th, Christmas Day. All right. And then maybe what I'll do is I'll read the next page. Okay. Um, Broken Bread Cedars at meeting at Cedars Christian School. They have a two, they do something different. They have, uh, church services Tuesday evenings at 5.30. So this, their Christmas thing has already been done, but expect that one for next week. Uh, the Evangelical Free Church on 5th and Foothills. They have Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. Lakewood Alliance on Aspica and 5th, December 24th service at 6 p.m. And on the 25th, they have a community breakfast from 9 to 10. Uh, Trinity United Church on 5th Avenue has a Kids and Chaos Christmas Eve service at 4 p.m. for a family service at 6 p.m. and communion at 9 p.m. That's on the 24th. And then uh, First Baptist Church on 5th has service on Christmas Eve at 6.30 and on the 25th at 10 in the morning. And then uh, Timbers Community Church has their Christmas Eve service at um, Christmas morning. Mm. Timbers has theirs on the 24th morning, mm. sorry, uh, from uh, at 10 o'clock at the Hub Basement. So who's got the next list? I believe I do. So... Uh, First off, I've got St. Michael's Anglican Church. That's on the 24th uh, at 7 p.m. for the Christmas Eve service, and their Christmas morning service is at 10 a.m. on the 25th, of course. Uh, St. Giles Presbyterian will be having their service at 7 p.m. as well on the 24th, and then 10.30 a.m. on the 25th. Uh, Gateway Church is going to be having a 10 a.m. service online only. Uh, I'm not sure if that's That's on be, Sunday. That's on Christmas that's Day. That's on Christmas, Christmas Day. Okay. And then the 24th. Um, will be from four to six. Um, 
tickets needed. Tickets are needed for that. Okay. Yeah, so, I think the tickets are free. Okay. But but you do need a, to right. reserve a seat. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a popular service then. Yes. <laughs> that's that's a good trick. We should try that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, the Christian Reformed Church uh, is going to be having their service at twenty fifth on the twenty fifth at ten thirty. There's no Christmas Eve service recorded for that. And then the Prince George Gospel Chapel on the twenty fifth will be at eleven a.m. Um, on that's at fifteen ninety Queensway. If anyone doesn't know where that is. Uh, the Fort George Baptist Church um, is going to have their service on the 25th, their Christmas morning service at 11 a.m., but that's also online. Uh, and then we're going to have at the Spruceland Baptist Church, uh, 1045, um, as I think that's on Christmas Day as well. Yes, and uh, they are located in, in the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church on 15th right. and Tabor. Yep. Gotcha. And then Zion Lutheran will have their uh, Christmas Eve service at 7 p.m. on the 24th, and then, of course, 25th. Uh, Christmas morning service will be at 10.30 a.m. All right. Joel, do you have the next page? I sure do. <clears throat> so uh, Westside Family Fellowship will be having a live stream service on the 25th at 10 a.m. <clears throat> College Heights Baptist will be having a Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. on the 24th, and then a Christmas morning service on the 25th at 10 a.m. Central Fellowship Baptist, uh, close to Hospice House, will be having a Christmas Eve service on the 24th at 6 p.m. Sacred Heart on Patricia will have uh, Christmas Eve services on the 24th at 5.30, 7.30, and 10.30 p.m. And then a Christmas morning service on the 25th at 10 a.m. And St. Mary's on Gillette will have a service on the 24th at 6 p.m., and 9 p.m., and then also a Christmas morning service on the 25th at 10 a.m. All right. And um, this is over on 5th and Aspica again. The PG Pentecostal Church has their Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. and on Christmas Day, 10 a.m. And Canadian Reformed Church on the corner of Aspica and 15th. Uh, on the 23rd, they have a sing-along at 7.30, and then at 10 o'clock on Christmas Day, they have a service. Uh, Our Saviors Lutheran has their service on the 24th at 6.30 p.m. It's also streaming. And then Westwood Church on Ospica has their Christmas Eve service at 4.30 and at 6 p.m. And that's it. And I know that we've missed some. So please don't phone in with angry phone calls. <laughs> but um, that's what we could find. Um, yeah, so um, we have, well, I guess we're nearly out of time. So any last words? Well, Just like I 10 seconds each. Just want to say <laughs> Merry Christmas, and I hope that everyone can make it out to a wonderful Christmas service and a lovely Christmas meal. Yeah, no, Merry Christmas. Also, like, I have the chance of working with a lot of these churches as a part of my job, and they are awesome churches. Like, many of them, I was like, oh, I love this church. Oh, I love this church. Too. Oh, these, <laughs> these guys are so awesome. Like, so yeah, definitely try and attend a service Christmas Eve. And I'll circle back to my word invitation. I just uh, encourage all of you that are listening to look at this Christmas season as an invitation for you to encounter Jesus for yourself in a special way. So I'll be praying for that. Mm. All right. Well, thank you all very much for coming in and braving the cold. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Christmas. After Nine is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. 
After Nine is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair, with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is Community Radio 93.1 CFISFM, proudly supported by Prince George businesses like Copar Administration.